The world is changing fast, but you can learn it at a slower pace. Special English. You're listening to Special English. Here's the news. Farewell to My Concubine, a stage play by Chinese Nobel laureate Mo Yen, has premiered in Beijing. This marks Mo's second play to grace the stage of the Beijing People's Art Theater following the success of Our Jing Ke. Farewell to My Concubine is a historical play that reinterprets the classic Chinese tale of Xiang Yu, the self-styled hegemon king of Western Chu from over 2,000 years ago. Mo's play unfolds through the eyes of the female figures in the historical story. Productions director Lin Tsong said that the story delves into the reflections and choices of females on matters of love, power, and life goals against the backdrop of historical events and the trajectories of individual destinies. The show runs until January 14th. This is Special English. Once a prized product and cultural symbol of ancient China in global trade, China's tea is seeking to refresh and recapture the world with a modern look and flavor. In early December, Hei Tea, a leading brand of Chinese new style tea, opened its first U.S. store on Broadway, New York, selling over 2,500 cups of tea on the opening day. Hey Tea, which runs over 3,000 domestic stores, launched its first overseas store in Singapore in 2018 and accelerated its globalization pace in 2023, opening outlets in the United Kingdom, Australia, and Canada, among others. Its counterpart, Nai Shue, opened an outlet in Thailand, while Cha Panda entered the Republic of Korea. Liu Chang, chief food and drink industry analyst with Hua Fu Securities, said that it's a natural development for China's new style tea industry to expand overseas, which is still a blue ocean compared with the heatedly competitive domestic market. 
the overseas ventures of the tea brands have further driven the demands for tea leaves as raw materials and brought more opportunities for tea processing firms. Hotung, a tea biotech firm in Guizhou province, has inked partnership agreements with more than a hundred brands, supplying over 50,000 new style tea stores across China and some Southeast Asian countries. The company is also formulating new drinks catering to the tastes of overseas customers as some tea brands step up their global expansion efforts. By 2025, the market value of China's new style tea drinks is likely to surpass 200 billion yuan, about 28 billion US dollars. That is according to an industry report jointly released by the China Chain Store and Franchise Association and e-commerce platform Meituan. You're listening to Special English. A 100-year-old railway station in South China's Guangdong province has opened for service after renovations. The Guangzhou Baiyun Railway Station is the upgraded and expanded version of the Tangxi Station, which was built in 1916. It is an important station linking several major railway routes, including the Beijing-Guangzhou High-Speed Railway and Guangzhou-Maoming Railway, further improving Guangzhou's passenger transport capacity. Shaped like Guangzhou's city flower, Kapok, the station has seven floors, three above ground and four underground, 21 arrival and departure tracks, and 21 platforms for passengers. The railway station has a 40,000 square meter waiting hall that can accommodate up to 15,000 people. Jiang Pengcheng, director of the main station building construction, said that the Guangzhou Baiyun station is designed to handle most of the normal speed trains, as well as some high-speed and intercity railway trains. 
Jiang said that the opening of the new railway station will help to facilitate the renovation of Guangzhou Station and Guangzhou East Station, which will mark a leap forward in optimizing the entrance of high-speed trains into downtown Guangzhou and greatly enhance the city's role as a railway hub in the Guangdong-Hong Kong-Macau Greater Bay area. This is Special English. The world is about to change. Warriors, assassins, fair maidens, court officials, and even emperors and heavenly immortals are nothing but pawns on a giant chessboard. Xu Fengnan, a playboy of national notoriety and heir to the empire's second most powerful man, finds himself embroiled in the depths of unbeatable game. CGTN Radio invites you to immerse in a world brimming with heroism and follow a young man's odyssey in the audio drama series, The Sword Strider Saga. Now available on radio.cgtn.com and all the major podcast platforms. When courage meets wisdom, the sword scribes an immortal legend. We all enter this world with a universal greeting. <laughs> we then learn to speak. Though our languages, cultures, and traditions may differ, we still share one thing in common. We have hope for humanity and the world. An additional General Railway Company Deutsche Director of the International Hear the difference with CGTN Radio. Join our global network to connect with the world. CGTN Radio. Hear the difference. This is special English. China's bionic synthetic rubber technology has achieved important breakthroughs, taking the country one step further in the domestic production of civil aircraft tires. Tires are the shoes of civil aircraft. They have to be able. To withstand the extreme temperature range from minus 40 to 70 degrees Celsius, and the impact of more than dozens of tons when aircraft lands, known as black gold, natural rubber is an important strategic material. And serves an irreplaceable role in aerospace, transportation, and many other fields. To make the core technology of aircraft tires autonomous and controllable, Chinese scientists have proposed the research and development. 
of Bionic Synthetic Rubber Aviation Tires by imitating the molecular structure and key chemical components of natural rubber, the scientists have completed end-to-end penetration and application verification of aviation tire localization. The scientists said that the key performance indicators of bionic synthetic rubber have reached the level of imported natural rubber of special grade, and repeated testing shows that the service life of aircraft tires made of bionic synthetic rubber is 35% longer than those made of natural rubber under extreme working conditions. That is according to Yang Xiaonyo, director of the Changchun Institute of Applied Chemistry under the Chinese Academy of Sciences. He pointed out that the successful development of bionic synthetic rubber indicates that China has turned natural rubber from an agricultural product into an industrial product, overcoming the harsh requirements for the growth of natural rubber and reducing the country's dependence on imports. This is Special English. FIFA has announced the schedule and detailed information of the revised FIFA Club World Cup, which will be played with 32 teams. The world's football governing body said that the new format was an effort to make football truly global while protecting the well-being of the players. The FIFA Club World Cup has been held annually in a seven-team format since 2005, with six continental champions of the year and a representative of the host nation. However, from 2025, the tournament will take place only once every four years, with 12 clubs from Europe, six from South America, each four from Asia, Africa, and North and Central America. Oceania has one slot, while the final slot will be allocated to a club from the host country. A FIFA statement reads that the tournament will provide a relevant platform for clubs from all continents, giving them opportunity to compete 
on the world stage, which is in line with its objective of making football truly global. FIFA also emphasized that the tournament would provide greater opportunities for Asian clubs to have a bigger presence and offer more opportunities for fans and players to experience top-level club competition. The United States will host the 2025 edition of the expanded event from mid-June to mid-July. FIFA President Gianni Infantino noted that the 2025 tournament will be the pinnacle of elite professional men's club football. You're listening to Special English. A rare type of bottle dating back over 7,000 years has been unearthed at the Peiligang site in central China's Henan province, shedding light on the connection between the Peiligang and Yangshao culture. Bottles with this unusual shape featuring a small mouth and pointed bottom are among the representative artifacts of the Yangshao culture. There are various opinions regarding their functions, including being a water-fetching vessel or brewing container. According to Li Yongqiang, Associate researcher at the Institute of Archaeology, Chinese Academy of Social Sciences. The newly discovered bottle is primarily estimated at approximately 7,700 years old. Only 10 centimeters long, the bottle is much smaller than those unearthed from the Yangshao ruins. The Yangshao culture, dating back 5,000 to 7,000 years, is a Neolithic culture that originated along the middle reaches of the Yellow River. Li said that this discovery offers crucial evidence for exploring the relationship between the Peiligang and Yangshao cultures. In addition, archaeologists have discovered a large number of late Paleolithic stone artifacts at the Peiligang site. Such finding provides new material for the study of major topics, such as the late Paleolithic social landscape in the Central Plains region and the transition from the Paleolithic to the Neolithic. 
the Pei Gang site dating back approximately 7,600 to 8,000 years is a typical agricultural settlement site covering an area of 50,000 to 60,000 square meters. It's renowned as one of the birthplaces of Chinese agricultural civilization. You're listening to Special English. That's the end of this edition of Special English. To recap, I'm going to read two of the news items again at normal speed. Please listen carefully. Once a prized product and cultural symbol of ancient China in global trade, China's tea is seeking to refresh and recapture the world with a modern look and flavor. In early December, Hey Tea, a leading brand of Chinese New Style Tea, opened its first U.S. store on Broadway, New York, selling over 2,500 cups of tea on the opening day. Hey Tea, which runs over 3,000 domestic stores, launched its first overseas store in Singapore in 2018 and accelerated its globalization pace in 2023, opening outlets in the United Kingdom, Australia, and Canada, among others. Its counterpart, Nai Shui, opened an outlet in Thailand, while Cha Panda entered the Republic of Korea. Liu Cheng, chief food and drug industry analyst with Huafu Securities, noted that it's a natural development for China's new style tea industry to expand overseas, which is still a blue ocean compared with the heatedly competitive domestic market. The overseas ventures of the tea brands have further driven the demands for tea leaves as raw materials and brought more opportunities for tea processing firms. Ho Tang, a tea biotech firm in Guizhou province, has inked partnership agreements with more than 100 brands supplying over 50,000 new style tea stores across China and some Southeast Asian countries. The company is also formulating new drinks catering to the tastes of overseas customers as some tea brands step up their global expansion efforts. By 2025, the market value of China's new style tea drinks is likely to surpass 200 billion yuan, about 28 billion US dollars. That is according to an industry report jointly released by the China Chain Store and Franchise Association and e-commerce platform Meituan. This is Special English. FIFA has announced the schedule and detailed information of the revised FIFA Club World Cup, which will be played with 32 teams. The world's football governing body said that the new format was an effort to make football truly global while protecting the well-being of the players. The FIFA Club World Cup has been held annually in a seven-team format since 2005, with six continental champions of the year and a representative of the host nation. However, from 2025, the tournament will take place only once every four years, with 12 clubs from Europe, six from South America, each four from Asia, Africa, and North and Central America. Oceania has one slot, while the final slot will be allocated to a club from the host country. A FIFA statement reads that the tournament will provide a relevant platform for clubs from all continents, giving them opportunity to compete on the world stage, which is in line with its objective of making football truly global. FIFA also emphasized that the tournament 
would provide greater opportunities for Asian clubs to have a bigger presence and offer more opportunities for fans and players to experience top-level club competition. The United States will host the 2025 edition of the expanded event from mid-June to mid-July. FIFA president Gianni Infantino noted that the 2025 tournament will be the pinnacle of elite professional men's club football. This is the end of today's program. I hope you'll join us every day to learn English at a slower pace.